Big thanks to Joelani Tula. The news at the top of the hour right now, though, turning our attention to a man who's going to be at the center of what's happening on Radio 2000. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, that is Pumudzo Manenje, uh, who will be the SABC Sport Analyst. Now, one of the mouth-watering fixtures on the PSL calendar, as you all know, uh, definitely has got to be the Soweto Derby between Swallows FC and Kaiser Chiefs. And we've been robbed of the special meeting, though, the two giants on the local football scene over, what, over five years, I'm sure, by now. Uh, the Dubai Birds might be under slightly different tweaked name, uh, but trust me, the rivalry remains the same. And what a better way to announce your return to the top flight than with a win against one of your main adversaries. Uh, and for our course, I mean, there's very few days that they'd like to jumpstart their stuttering season. And they don't have much in terms of days. Today, Tuesday, Thursday on a flight to Cameroon is what I've been told. But let's say good evening to Pumutsu Mananje. Good evening, sir. Welcome to the show. Evening, Rob, and evening to the listeners. You're looking forward to the game tonight. You're going to be pumping it up uh, on Radio 2000. What excites you about the Soweto Derby? Yeah, the Soweto Derby is exciting because you, you're looking at one team, uh, Morocco Solos, uh, yet to, to lose a game this season. Uh, they've got the best defense in the, in the league. Uh, coming into this game, um, they are newbies into the into the the PSL Rob, and uh, they're exciting to watch. Um, mm. This is a team that does not know any other way of playing than attacking football. So it, it's what is exciting on the side of of. What is exciting me is because for the first time this season, I see Kaiser Chiefs playing the very same team that played the previous game, and. Uh, Consistency at last at, at Kaiser Chiefs because I see the very same lineup that that lined up against Golden Arrows. When you talk about that consistency, that consistency might not sit well with the number of fans. Pumuzo, who immediately after reading out to that starting lineup early on tonight on the show, uh, people were like, "But how is he going to win if he's playing with six defenders?" What's your analysis in terms of that? I think the. It's a cautious approach from Gavin Hunt. Um, he's saying it's better not to lose the game or chase the game. Uh, he's, he's starting with a 3-4-3 formation. Uh, but when you look at it, it's 3-4-3 when they are attacking. But when they are defending, it becomes a 5-3-2. And you are correct in mentioning that they've got six defensive players. Because when you look at Katsande, you, 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 would, you are tempted to say he's one of uh, a defender because he gives you 80% defensive work and, and, and 20% offensive work. So, yes, it's, it's negative when you're looking at the names that are on the team sheet because they've got six defensive players. But they were able to score over the weekend um, more than one goal regardless of that defensive stance. So does that mean that some form of balance, shape, coordination is starting to creep into their game? When you're playing with six um, defensive players, Rob, it gives a lot of freedom to, to the likes of Lebukhang, Manyama, Castro, uh, Biliad and, and Ngobo, not to have a lot of uh, defensive responsibilities. It gives them that creative edge to then create opportunities uh, for the team to be able to score goals. I, I thought that... Uh, Kama Billiard is getting slowly but surely to his best. Uh, had two assists in the previous game um, when Leonardo Castro got his brace in the previous game. Lebukhang Manyama, not, not consistent enough for me. Uh, he is there for 10 minutes, he disappears for five, and then he comes back into the game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still yet to see Ngobo play consistently for 
for 45 minutes. He has got uh, a lot of creativity in him, a, a game-changing pass in him. Uh, he's, he's high on confident coming back from, from the under-23s, Rob, where, where he played in the two games against Saudi Arabia. So we want to see that confidence and, and that creativity uh, showing at Kaiser Chiefs. You talk about the under-23s. Another player that came back from that mission uh, is Njabulo Blom, and he starts off on the bench. Had he not given you enough uh, insight in terms of what he could do, or do you think uh, Gavin is starting to just suss out and try and get a level of consistency? What, what do you make of Blom being benched for this one? If you don't bench Blom, Robert, you're playing with seven defensive uh, players in the team. So that's why I, mm. I think he has to sit on the bench and wait for a more offensive Ngobo to start the game. Uh, still on the under-23 trip, Siabonga Ngezan uh, was also on that trip uh, to, to play uh, against Saudi Arabia. He, he's back. He brings a lot of height into that defense of, of Kaiser Chiefs, a little bit of pace also. Uh, he is very good in terms of defending uh, a set plays. That's why he's very important. He's in for, for the suspended Eric Mato, who's saving his, his last game today. Swallows will be playing knowing that they had a short stint at the top of the table of the weekend, Pumuto. Uh, they know again that uh, uh, three points elevates them above Mamelodi Sundowns with obviously a game in hand for Sundowns, but that will not matter. They'll know that at least for the next uh, foreseeable couple of days, they would be at the summit of the log table. They were not able to score. They were neither able to concede over the weekend. How great a shape do they come in? They were playing a home game. Tears Galaxy were not able to breach their defense, but neither were they able to score. It's going to be an interesting game from Rogasalos because I think this would be the, their biggest test uh, since they've come back into the PSL. Uh, in goals, they've got uh, Virgil Fries, who's a former Kosi player. Um, two clean sheets uh, already this season. Only considered the one goal in the three games that he has played. You know, you would like to prove to Kaiser Chiefs that uh, you know they signed him and they did not really use him much. Now he has got a home at Murakasalos. Um, he has done well in the team. Uh, he's one of the senior players, the leaders. He was part of the team that promoted uh, Murakasalos back into the PSL. So he will be looking forward to to, to this fixture. Uh, in front of him, he has got uh, the newly signed Sfiso Santi, Bafana Bafana experience, Vuyo we all know what he has done in the in the PSL. Very experienced. You you include the name of Litabika. They, they, they look very good at the, at the back. Hence, they've got the best defense in the in the PSL so far. So the, those uh, combinations at the back, they are working out for the coach. Absolutely. And when you talk about a player who was almost a Kaiser Chiefs, he, he got to taste a bit of turf there at Naturina, Utlandi, but was not able to sign. Obviously, the, the hope of the overturning of the ruling against them did not happen or materialize. So he's been able to cement his place now at Swallows. What have you made of his couple of appearances thus far? I'm, I'm really impressed. You're talking about uh, a seasoned campaigner, Rob. Uh, he's, he's a player that is experienced. He gives you that uh, 60 40, meaning that he gives you a 60% defensive work. But when the team needs him or offensively, that's where he goes and, and joins the attack and he brings in a lot of crosses. So he has got the engine, he has got uh, that. Um, capacity to go up and down that left hand side and and you see today with Muraka Salo setting up in a in a 4-3-3 formation it means they're playing without uh, uh, out and out wingers so they will need his energy and his experience on the left hand side in terms of bringing in the crosses having said that Rob Chiefs are playing with three at the back 
And when you are playing with three at the back, it means you are exposing the wide areas. And when you are exposing the wide areas, it means that now we need to look at the strengths of the opponents, which is Morocco Swallows. I'm talking about Mbokoma. Uh, who's very quick, uh, good in 1v1 situations, you'll be looking to explode uh, that space that will be left by Pilani Zulu. On the left-hand side, a former Kaiser Chiefs, a product of the Kaiser Chiefs development that is given Tibedi, that will be playing on the on the left-hand side. Exciting youngster. I thought he was one of those that Kaiser Chiefs in the beginning of the season, they should have said we're not learning out the boy because there was that pending case of FIFA and them not being able to sign players. So given Tibedi and Bogoma are going to be a threat for Kaiser Chiefs, especially because they're going to be exposed at the wide areas. The balance again, and when I looked at the starting lineup, and as you're chatting to me, I'm trying to figure out that there's almost something like five players uh, who are 30 and above, with Vuyomere closer to 40. <laughs> have, have they got the balance right, just in terms of trying to mix that experience with the youngsters that you mentioned? I mean, obviously for Mashatsi Ukamelo, you know, he's a ripe old 22-year-old. Mm. Uh, so, mm. you know, he's at the right age. Mbokoma might not be as young. He's 28 years old, uh, so he's able to play there. But Tukibin Tibeti is, like I say, 23. Mm. But, but you've got about five players, 30 and above. Give me a sense of how coaches is treading that because he knows that these guys won't play high-intensity football uh, every single game with the demands of local football for the entire season. When you mention that, um, I, I'm thinking wherever the the Morocco the solo supporters are sitting, they are saying, "Rob, look next door; it's worse." Because mm. you're looking at Kaiser Chiefs, the players that are under 30, you can count in Nobo. Uh, is is the the one that is under uh, under thirty? Siabongangezana uh, is the other one, and the third one there would be um, Pilani Zulu, who's twenty eight. But on the other side, for for Morocco Swallows, you're speaking about a, a given Tebedi, you're speaking about Mbokoma, you're talking about a Semi Siabi, a seasoned player at Pulukani City, did not get enough opportunities at Mamilor Sundowns. He gets to start the game today. I'm excited by the young Mutetwa, who's the defensive midfielder, jersey number six. He's the one that is standing in front of that back four with a fire extinguisher trying to to blow away any fire that is started by the opponents he's also uh, still under the age of of 30 with uh, him being 27 years of age but in Ngobo at center back at 26 uh, very athletic uh, agile at the back he's very good in terms of uh, chasing the speedy strikers that case the chiefs will be bringing into that Morocco Solos defense but I still think Rob that the game changer today will be uh, Hamaldin up front He's quick. He's explosive. He makes runs on the shoulder of the last defense. Will that back three of Kaiser Chiefs be able to track his movement? Because every time he's moving, he moves to the side. Let's not forget the captain of Morocco Swallows, Lebo Khang Mukwena. Chiefs boy is playing at a deeper role now. He's experienced now. He's able to see spaces that the three offensive players open up and him is making those late runs into the box. I'm looking forward to seeing him playing against Kaiser Chiefs. Kamal Din comes with the experience, but he also comes with a level of explosion. He's got the physicality, plays with back to goal. He's able to pack in a powerful shot from range outside of the box on the D-line. Wherever you expect him to do that, he will be able to do it. Dead ball situations, he's always available. He's a difficult man to mark, generally. And like I say, the physicality aspect that he brings into the game will really make, I mean, we might as well, if you give a balance and it's a fair balance to say that I'm a cash up both ways because, you know, um, you know, Chiefs equally have, including their goalkeeper, pretty experience in the 30 plus bracket as well. 
it's it's going to be a, a, a really a balanced game, Rob. Uh, but you cannot take anything away. With age comes experience, Rob. Um, yeah. you, you're talking about a Tumelin Kuna in goals for for Kaiser Chiefs World Cup experience, uh, Afcon experience, Olympic experience. You can't take that away from him. Uh, but looking at his numbers this season, Rob, you will not be proud of it because he has made three appearances for Kaiser Chiefs in all competition, six goals conceded, yet to keep a clean sheet. That will be worrying for for Tumelin Kuna because when he was not playing, a lot of people were saying we need Tumelin Kuna in the starting lineup because when he's in goals, he brings a lot of uh, security for Kaiser Chiefs and he keeps clean sheets. We are yet to see that this season. And you know what? Eight points if they get three today. Psychologically, they enter into the bracket of your Pirates and Swallows where they are right now because they move above Baroka FC. So it's, it's massive before they embark on their African sojourn onto the continent. How important is that from a mental approach? It's, it's very important for, for Kevin Hunt. A positive result is, is always what you need in a squad that is very low in confidence. Uh, looking at the Kaiser Chiefs team, who before the weekend had only scored one goal, and uh, that goal did not come from a Kaiser Chiefs player. Kevin Hunt will be smiling to say, uh, Castro has opened his account uh, with a brace. Um, even though Kaiser Chiefs are still scoring goals from set plays, they would love to, to, to score goals from open play. But I was encouraged by, by the movement of the ball of Lebhang Manyama, Kama Billiard, to be able to find the half spaces in between the lines and create opportunities for Leonardo Castro. I said over the weekend that Leonardo Castro is a striker that will give you goals only if you give him the supply. He's not the striker that is going to create a goal out of nothing. He needs the supply to be able to get you the goals. Uh, coming back to your question of Kaiser Chiefs going into the the African safari with a win yeah. will, br- will, will bring a lot of confidence, Rob. I agree with you because when you are a coach, you plan your season in, in five games each. Now, Kaiser Chiefs are going into the, the five-game bracket now, and they're about to close that bracket. What would Gavin Hunt be planning with the experience that he has of coaching in the PSL? You'll be saying for every five games, he's expecting eight points from Kaiser Chiefs. And if they don't get these eight points today, you will be disappointed because with five games, eight points, it means it takes you into the last uh, gap of, of, of the season with into the 40 into the 40 points mark and when you're yeah. in the in the 40 in the 40 points mark in the last 10 games anything can happen and that's where Gavin Hans want to be and if he wants to keep track in terms of his point calculations he needs to win the game today before going on the African safari and the the, the beauty about chatting football with you Pumoto is that we, we, we can talk for the next three hours just on this vein kicking backwards and forwards and that is the beauty about the research that you do and those would be even interested in in history and if my memory serves me well as well is that in the season that kaiser chiefs were crowned champions the old swallows were relegated (laughs) so you can you can almost think of you know just that that irony of what happened at that time and how they get to meet again uh, because the last time they ever tasted, this is the Duba Birds now, a win against Kaiser Chiefs. That was in 2009. Mm. You know, that was in 2000. So historically, it's, it's been a while. But mm. today, as somebody was saying on Twitter, that, you know, this is a, a cashierization derby uh, this evening. Whichever way you look at it, we look forward 
to it as purist football fans. And mm. there's a lot to gain from this experience that's going to be happening in the next four minutes. You, that person on Twitter must give me their, their handle, Rob. I want to answer them and say, <laughs> this Morocco Solos team or this Solos team that he's speaking about, they are second on the log. If yeah. they win tonight, they go first. They have, the, be- they have the best defense in the league. Uh, this is a team that, uh, according to me, they are trying to find the balance between experience and youth in, in their team. And, and I'm just happy to, to see that this Solos team that I'm speaking about is led by a product of Orlando Pirates' development in Lebo Hang Boy Mukwena, who a lot of people had uh, written off to say he will never come back into professional football. He's back today. Um, he's one of those key players playing in a different role now in, 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 in a deep-lying playmaker creating opportunities for those offensive players rather than scoring the goals as he used to do it at uh, Orlando Pirates back in the days. But I, I would love on the Kaiser Chiefs side to see Ngobo. We've seen sparks, Rob. We've seen sparks mm. of, of Ngobo. Can we see the fire today? Can we see him getting an assist? Can we see him uh, dictating the tempo of the game? He has got six defensive players behind him. That should be giving him a lot of freedom. It, it should be giving him a lot of license to go forward, have shots at goals, be able to, to, to create uh, opportunities for the likes of Kama Billiard and, and Lebohang Manyama. I said I've seen him in the MDC using those game-changing passes that he has in his arsenal, but I'm yet to see it in the DSTV. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know that you're going to prepare your voice for a live broadcast, but let's hear a couple of views as well, Pumuta, that are coming through from our voice notes. Good evening, Rob, and your listeners. I just wanted to comment on what Manenze alluded to, which is 343 that is being played by Keza Chiefs. Uh, are those two players that are playing as swing backs, which is Zul and Moleko, they're not really that effective actually going forward. Maybe if they had Frosla, but they do not have. So I really, it's a good formation, but only if you've got effective wing backs. So uh, they 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 just not providing or giving Gavin Hunt what he's looking for. He's just being desperate and playing those two guys like as wing backs. No, Robert. Garantia from Cosmo City. Gavin Hunt and Pop Guardiola, they're now coaching. These two coaches never coach in their life, but what is going now this season, I am telling you, they don't sleep. They are really now coaching. Washa! Hi, Robert. Uh, I see Swallows um, winning this game today, tonight. Uh, so it is very, very, very powerful this season. Uh, you can see they do not, they did concede some goals. Uh, I, th- I think Solos is gonna be massive in this game today, tonight. Thank you. Pumutsu Mananje joining us right here on MSW. He's almost about to kickstart his live commentary uh, with Jabla Nimangena. I enjoyed him over the weekend while driving back from KZN. Certainly uh, on top of his game with uh, uh, Max Goman Go then. Uh, tonight he is with um, uh, Pumutsu. Give me a score quickly before I release you. Rob, uh, Morocco Solos have scored four this season. Mm. And Hamaldin looks like he has a goal in him all the time. And uh, I find it hard not to say he's going to get the goal today. So I- I'm going for a for a one-all draw tonight. Ah, it's Katela Matroba.
No, mamela. Angla wabanye bafaka ma defender is six. Yeah. Abafulu, abafulu kuhula ta Rob. So. Mariko zobane penalty tonight. Ukatande futi. Kuzobane penalty tonight. Kuzobane penalty tonight. Amen. Bye-bye. Have a good show. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pomozo. <laughs> Thank you, Darob. All right. Look forward to it. The live commentary on Radio 2000. You can tune in for that. Jablani Mangian as well as Pomozo Mananji joining us right here on Maras of Sports Worldwide. We'll do our cash in a second on Metro. It is that moment on a Tuesday where the casualization happens. Uh, Just Ice will be watching football for the next couple uh, <laughs> for the next 90 minutes. While digs deep into people who are rich in the world, touching on the second richest person in the world after himself. Hi, That's hi, the football hi, hi, in the hi, background. Hi, 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 hi. Please, please, please don't say that. Uh, people are going to see me in the streets and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to get very awkward. Um, yeah, we're talking about Elon Musk here. Uh, Elon Musk. Market cap now of uh, 506 billion rand for his uh, Tesla. And uh, yeah, it's added about a hundred billion US dollars to his wealth. Take two. Amakasha, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening to you. I thought we lost you there, man. No, we just thought it would make people remember how fans sounded like at a stadium. So there was just a reminiscing of good old days, taking you down memory lane. Mm. You know, when we talk about football, it just is followed by heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very scorned, very, very scorned person. Kunjan put chastise. 
You're a wounded lover. Yeah, <laughs> And in the Italian club, Ganzan. Yo, yo, yo. But hey, okay. Oh, yes, yeah. Baba. Listen, Amakela, I need your approval uh, to use the uh, Amakela Stockfell money. Yeah, okay. So a business opportunity. So uh, okay. you, you guys need to vote on this. Uh, I saw a story yesterday of a raising pigeon in Belgium mm-hmm. that was sold for 1.6 million euro. Yobe. <laughs> so I need your approval to tap into that so that <laughs> we can invest. Yeah, Malini? Yeah, that's over thirty million rand, yes. Sure, sure, sure. So I know What you, does it do? You're going to it drinks what does it do? <laughs> I know. Uh, we just have it to be nice. careful of uh uh puppy there. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll come back. It'll have eaten our investor investment. In the letter, I'm going to be to a investor. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, cool, my pigeons were quite good. More, yeah, like, who will own the blackout lab? Oh, I love you. Okay, I'm going to be box. No, you know what it is? Uh, Spy. It's uh, Charlie Rasmus, the technical guy. He's uh, over sanitized himself, so when he touches anything, the electricity. <laughs> come on, Charles, come on. <laughs> you know, when you t- too much liquid and electricity. That's why. <laughs> so, Charles, go easy on the sanitizer, buddy. Oh, goodness. Go easy, man. But, okay. but you know, though, safety I, first, the... I understand, but yeah. Huh? Okay. Now, I was saying that we all know that Ayabong and Tawa is the richest man in the world. But we can safely talk about another South African who now becomes the second richest man in the world. Who's that? You see, you you mustn't compare uh, apples with oranges. That young man is from Pretoria. Me, I'm from Komani. Um, So, I mean, it's worlds apart. But this is this guy from from Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is from Tesla. And He's added 100.3 billion US dollars to his net worth this year alone. Still, we're locked down, and it seems that people are killing themselves, jumping over themselves to access the shares of his company, Tesla, uh, which has pushed the company's market cap to around 506 billion US dollars. Well, yeah, I, I think his book he talks about being bullied while studying in Pretoria and as a kid. So there's probably some guy in a crew in Brett saying, Yeah, I used to move this guy. I'm Yeah, I'm Yeah, you know how people feel, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shy. I mean, I'm shy. But I mean, surpassing and overtaking Bill Gates, though, as the world's second yeah. richest person, yeah. and that was over 128 million billion billion US billion billion no, no, billion billion billion. And his shares were up 4.1 percent in in on uh, uh, in New York in early trading this morning. So uh, you can imagine that uh, uh, by the 31st of December this year, he'll uh, probably be hovering around at 150, 170 billion, even 200 billion. 
mark so uh, when it comes if to, if, to if, his if it goes to 200 billion then doesn't he surpass mm. jeff bezos then <laughs> I suspect so. Uh, but hey, talking about Jeff Bezos, we're talking about his company this evening. Some of his workers in uh, a plant they've just opened in Alabama uh, are taking steps to form a union. Now, uh, he's always said, I, I mean, people are attracted to the work he provides. It's some of the best work that he provides. Well, uh, it seems that many of the blue collar workers who work in the Amazon value chain uh, have had enough. And they're now going to be organizing a union. And uh, it's certainly going to have an impact, I guess, on wage levels and, by extension, how much money he's able to draw out of that one. So uh, interesting developments on the part of Jeff. But if things carry on for Elon, uh, yeah, we might be talking of the CNT van Pretoria af as uh, uh, the richest man in the world. Unions in Alabama, all I thought the American capitalism has medication for that sort of problem. No, Chief, the working class rises up everywhere. Ah, Everywhere in the U.S., <laughs> not when you have those robber barons. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, no, they they rise up even there. Sweet home, Alabama. <laughs>